I'm gonna begin today by reading our scripture. We are finishing up our series in Luke, so please find your place at Luke chapter six, verses 43 to 49. And as I have done, if you are able to stand, please stand in respect of the reading of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter six, beginning in verse 43. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid a foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck the house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. This is the word of our Lord. And we say thanks be to God. You may be seated. We're beach lovers in my families. Abraham, Chima, myself, we love going to the beach. We love the ocean. We love the sand. Over the past two years, it's become a bit of a family thing to build sand castles every time we go to the beach. Chima has gotten extremely into this. Not growing up as a beach person, I'm a little bit surprised that he likes the beach almost as much as I do. He brings these little carving tools with him to scrape and draw designs on the sandcastles. These towers that have now windows and stone designs by the time we're finished. Abraham, he likes to build moats around the castle and fill them with water and stones and anything else he finds. I like to add little villages around the large main castle that Chima is building. We get really, really into it. And so many people often walk by and say, ooh, ah, what is it that you're drawing and building there? They love our creation that we're working on. We could spend the entire day working on this masterpiece. But usually, what usually happens when you're at the beach for a long time building a sandcastle? The tide comes in. The tide comes in and creeps closer and closer to the castle and the village that we've so diligently worked on. We try as we might to hold back the waters by building a wall of sand in front of the sand castle. We lay our bodies out in front of the creation hoping that we could stop the water from rushing and dashing our hopes and dreams of the best sand castle ever created. But alas, the inevitable happens every time. The tides rise, the water rushes in, and within seconds, all of the hours that we've spent slaving away in the sun are disseminated as we are left with this mound of muddy sand, our pails and shovels beside it, and sorrow 
on our faces out of disappointment. That is the end of that. Sand does not stand up well over the roar of the ocean. Any structure that you would hope to last more than just a short while needs to be built on something more solid than sand. It needs a deep foundation to weather the storm, to weather the elements of life. The foundation is the most important aspect of building. From there, everything else can come together. Today is our fourth and final message of unpacking the Sermon on the Plain. Throughout this sermon, Jesus preaches, he's offered instructions of all kinds, instructions about the kind of character that we should have, instructions about the kind of behavior that we should have. What does it mean to belong to the kingdom? Both the character and the behavior of oneself have been intertwined together. Some words have offered blessings on the poor and the destitute, the orphans and the outcast. Jesus has also offered this reversal theme, reverse of the societal norm. He's directed people to be humble, loving those who are hard to love according to society. He's commanded us to go the extra mile, loving those who hate us. He's suggested to give more than that which is normally asked of us. Offering mercy and grace to all of whom we encounter not just those who deserve it. He has commanded us to be careful with our judgments, lest that we allow those careful discerning guidances of others to turn to condemnation instead and hatred of those who are not following the rules to the T. We are instructed to be aware of our own blind spots, seeking guidance and wisdom from the Lord to discern those blind spots and to then make a change. All of these commands, they circle around behavior and character, character and behavior. What does it mean to be people of the kingdom of God? Those who call themselves disciples and live according to the kingdom would carry these characteristics and they would exhibit these behaviors. The question that I've continued to bring up is, are we having the character and behaviors of the people of the kingdom? Are there ways of which we need to change what we're doing, how we're acting, what characteristics we're exhibiting, behaviors of which we are acting out? How might we need to change so that we can continue to consider ourselves as people of the kingdom and not of this world? Behaviors, they're rooted in one's character. We see that once again through this concluding section that we've read today. Through his parable of the trees, Jesus tells us that behavior comes from character. What is inside is then shown on the outside. One begets the other. Jesus then concludes the Sermon on the Plain by sharing these two parables, one about fruit and trees, and the other about two houses. Do you have any gardeners around here? Anybody that likes to garden vegetables? I see one or two. I'm not the only one. The weather is changing, right? The days are getting longer now that we've had daylight savings, and I've begun to think and plan for my summer garden. I spent Friday, my Sabbath, beginning those little seed pods, planting little seeds and putting them in a container for them to sit out during the day and then be brought back in at night so that they don't get uh, too cold at night. I typically start things from a baby plant, 
I go to Lowe's or Home Depot and I buy the plant and it's already done a good chunk of work. I don't have to put in the effort of watering it daily and hoping that I don't ruin that little tiny speck of green before it grows into something that's more sturdy. I am a little nervous this year where I've started so much uh, as seed. I'm a little nervous that it's gonna take a little more effort on my part to not destroy that of which I'm trying to grow. But here we are, putting in the work. Anyone who has done any kind of gardening, whether it with flowers or with uh, produce, crops, they know that it takes work, daily work. Water it daily, give it sun daily, prune it when necessary. You need to keep up with the crops. It takes work. It takes daily watering, pruning, and caring for something to produce a crop. And we know that all plants, they produce a certain type of crop. We don't get strawberries from blueberry bushes. They come from strawberry plants. We get peppers from pepper plants. We don't get beans from zucchini plants. And so it is with weeds. Weeds come from weed seeds. <laughs> they are all created in their own kind. Even the weeds, they too need water and sun, and they work hard to grow their type of crop. There's no one plant that is like another. What is inside that seed, what germinates and begins to grow from that seed is what we end up seeing in the end. If it's a bad seed, it'll create a bad plant and a bad crop. If it's a good seed, then it will grow healthy and produce a good crop. The same is with us. Whatever is inside our heart, in our core, in our soul, will then come out in our speech and our actions towards others. If we have anger and hatred or indifference in our heart, well, it's gonna come out in our actions and how we interact with others. But if we have humility and mercy and grace as a part of our character in our heart, that will be shown outwardly towards others. Paul's letter to the Galatians addresses this too. The fruit of the Spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, you know them. That which is growing is created from within us, these characteristics and these behaviors. If we walk in the Spirit, we then produce the certain behaviors and characteristics of the Spirit. But if we don't, then other characteristics like condemnation and judgment can arise. This final section of Jesus' sermon helps to address how we may end up being good neighbors, good guides to the blind, good speck of sawdust removers, and good disciples overall. It helps address integrity of character. Good or bad behaviors come from that which is stored up in our heart and in our character. But how do we establish this good character? How do we establish this good behavior? Well, Jesus could have expanded the parable of the tree and the fruit by talking about the types of soil and the foundation that helps them grow, right? But we see that as an analogy in a different part of the gospel instead. Here, in this sermon, Jesus decides to share two final parables to instruct on the question of character and behavior. He speaks of the foundation and the acting on what we have heard. He describes two builders, one who has a solid, firm foundation of a house, and one whose foundation is made of sand. I know I have a few people in here that know something about construction. 
Whether, whenever you're building something, you want a sturdy base, a sturdy foundation. That is what holds up everything else. Something won't stand up unless it has a good, solid base from which to be built on. With a house, when building from scratch, one has to dig deep down into the foundation. Many feet go down, and you start with what? Twigs? No, you start with cement, something that is firm, hard. This helps to support the structure above. It keeps out groundwater, and it acts as a barrier for all of the outside elements. By definition, a house foundation is a load-bearing portion of the structure. The foundation holds the weight of everything else that is going to be on top of it. We can see this similarly with trees. The big, mighty oak trees, the redwood forest out in California. The bigger the tree, the bigger the what? Roots. The roots extend out, but they most, more importantly, extend down and deep. The roots keep a tree balanced, and they stop it from falling over when the wind comes. The roots also help to bring more nutrients in to help the tree grow. The roots are the foundation that keep the tree being well and healthy as a tree. The final parable, it describes the importance of the foundation, a base, a beginning, what is inside or underneath the surface of a person. It is when we have a deep, strong foundation, big roots, strong material building our home of our life. With that, it is then that we can withstand the storms that come our way. It is from the foundation that is established that we are able to then build good character and good behaviors as people living of the kingdom. The parable establishes the understanding that our character comes from the foundational awareness that Jesus is indeed Lord, not just someone that we sing to, not just someone that we pray to, but Lord and Savior of our life. And this overwhelming experience of the mercy of God of which we have seen. Through this foundation and understanding the foundational experience, we are then able to build the character and then able to build the behavior upon this strong foundation. But it all starts with the foundation, the foundation that we establish to help us weather the storm. Because the truth is, storms are gonna happen, right? There is no person in here, I am sure of it, not a single person who can testify that their life has been 100% easy. No battles, hardships, problems. Storms, they come. They are a part of life. They ultimately are part of what makes us grow too though, right? Storms in nature are what makes crops grow. So storms, they will happen to us. And storms come in an almost infinite variety. Personal storms of sudden death, divorce, unemployment, economic storms in the forms of recession, runaway inflation, Storms that come to the entire nation as acts of terror or war. The storms of people hating us. The storms of uncomfortable interactions with people. The storms of job loss, friend loss. All of these storms may come to us at one point or another. They're a part of life and they take no account of whether one is good or evil, 
whether one is committed Christian or dedicated atheist. Matthew's gospel reminds us that rain falls on both the righteous and the unrighteous. Storms, they do not pick and choose among the good and evil people. According to the text, they inevitably reveal the character of those of whom they come. We get storms upon each and every one of us, but it's a matter of how we then respond to those storms based on our foundation. It's the response, how we pick up our life, put things back together after the storm. That's what matters. For so many of us, we have found that faith in God is the only thing that gave strength to keep going, to be renewed with hope, to make a new beginning. We do not choose whether we will face a severe storm in life. We only get to choose the foundation of which we stand upon, what foundation we are to use to then continue to move forward in life. We can withstand the pressures of the storms of life and choose to act instead of react with spirit-led behavior and character. We are able to respond in love, mercy, and grace towards others amidst trials because we have this foundation of love and understanding of the Father. These two parables, they close the sermon on the plane in the sense of summation of everything that we've already talked about in these past weeks. We are not able to turn the other cheek or give our coat and our shirt or be humble or offer mercy or love our enemies if we do not have a firm foundation in Christ Jesus first. His teachings and the followings of these teachings are important for us daily. We must daily choose to follow his teachings. We can listen to the words of Christ all day, but until we begin to dig deep, walk by the Spirit, spend the time with the Lord, digging into his scriptures, rooting ourselves in word and prayer, if we don't do that, our behaviors won't change. Our character will not change. We'll then just continue to produce thorns and thistles instead of grapes and figs. Our behavior, it comes from our character, and our character comes from the foundation. Jesus, he warns his hearers against calling out his name, Lord, Lord. If you don't actually have a relationship with him, if you are not actually a disciple of the kingdom, he won't answer. Being a disciple, one living, to the king, living according to the kingdom, it means not just hearing the words, not just singing on a Sunday morning, but putting those words into practice. Because the alternative choice, it's simple, but quite disastrous. Hear the words of life, pay no attention to the teachings of Jesus, and you'll be like that man with no foundation on his home. Sure, the house probably looked wonderful. Neighbors may have walked by enviously, saying how fortunate this man must have been to have a brand new house. The man in Jesus' parable built a new home, but he built it without a foundation. It would be similar to that beautifully intricate sandcastle that we make every summer. Many people come by, ooing and aahing. We get compliments, but in the end, it matters nothing. We have nothing to show for it. The tide comes in and it doesn't last. If we want to live according to the way of the kingdom, we must not just talk the talk, but we must walk the walk. 
We must put into practice these words of Jesus and not just hear them and walk away forgetting what we looked like in the mirror. To put it into practice, to walk the walk means that we put in the work, we dig deep, we go many feet down to build that foundation, to prepare for the storms, to ask the Lord to change us from the inside out, to clear out the depths of our soul from all that is hindering us in the kingdom of heaven. We ask the Lord to show us that big wooden plank inside of our eye and to help us remove it, to fill us with the spirit and the ability to then produce fruit of the spirit. It cannot simply be a cosmetic change on the outside like removing that log from your eye, but it has to be a genuine change of the heart from the inside. There has to be a consistency between the one, between who one is and what one does. The inner and the outer, the invisible and the visible. Living as one of the kingdom, it requires not just good deeds, but it requires an integrity a purity of your heart. In order to be more like Christ, we must spend significant time in his scriptures. We must spend time with other believers who will then sharpen us and help us to discern properly without condemnation and without judgment. We must spend time in prayer, seeking to listen more than to talk. We must listen to hear what the Lord is saying to us asking him to reveal those blind spots in our lives that we didn't see beforehand. Lent is a time for spiritual renewal, as we've already mentioned earlier in this service. It's a time for pruning, a time for preparing, seeking, and discerning. This week, as a part of the Lenten season, we are beginning this spiritual deepening week, revival, getting in touch again with the Lord, refreshing our souls. This message is a kickoff to that. We'll be hearing from Pastor Dan and Pastor Chima later this week, and I am also encouraging you guys to come, to set aside the time, to be quiet, to open up your hearts and your minds to what the Lord will be saying to you, not just on a Sunday routine, but on a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, intertwined in your daily lives of going to work, seeing the family, all of those tasks. We won't be live streaming the service, so those of you that are watching today, I would love if you could make a point to come in person if you're able. I wanna encourage you to join us for the meals. Be in community. Talk with your brothers and sisters. Don't just come and sit and listen and leave, but be in conversation. Again, that is how we sharpen each other. We fellowship together. We prepare our hearts for what the Lord is saying. And then we actually listen and we actually act upon it. We act upon what the Lord is speaking to us. Because as Jesus warned at the end of his sermon, being present and listening, it must end in action. It must end in obedience. Being a good disciple, it requires far more than just confession of lip service to the Lord. Instead, it requires acting on the Lord's teaching, making it a foundation of one's life. Our closing song for today, we sang it last week, From the Inside Out. 
It is a reminder to us, again, that all of these changes that we have in our life to become people of the kingdom, they start on the inside. There are behaviors, characteristics that we probably don't like too much about ourselves or that our brother and sister sitting next to us probably don't like about us. But the only way to change is coming from the inside and being purified from the Holy Spirit and changing from there. My prayer is that as we sing this, as you reflect upon it, as you sing with us or just listen, that you allow the Lord to speak to you again about all that we have been sharing this past week, um, these past couple of weeks. That he, that the Lord will go ahead and open your eyes, that you can discern and see these logs that may be in your eyes. That the Lord will humble you once again. That the Lord will direct you how you can show love and mercy more and more to your brothers and sisters. Be bold in your prayer, knowing that if you ask, the Lord will answer, and then you must obey. Stand with us as we close. Should I stumble again Till I'm caught in your grace Everlasting Your light will shine When all else fades Never ending Your glory goes beyond all fame and my soul I give you control consume me from the inside out let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out myself in bringing you praise everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond all faith my heart and my soul I give you control consume me from the and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out everlasting your light will shine when all else fades ever ending your glory goes beyond all fame and the cry of my 
brothers and sisters, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Hear a word from the Lord. Be sharpened, be renewed, be in the presence of our Savior. Hear this benediction as you go. Go now in grace and peace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the one whom our foundation rests, May he strengthen you and uphold you, being willing to be changed from the inside out, so that then and only then can you be his disciples in this world and live among the kingdom. Go now in his peace. Amen.